Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the Reptoid race. This is part of our race overview series where we go over all the possible player races. And right now, we're on the Bestiary 5 races. This gaunt, scaled humanoid has reptilian eyes, a barely perceptible nose, and a wide, lipless mouth filled with sharp teeth. The Reptoid Christian. This is the classic example of the lizard creatures that have taken over the world, and every politician and major world leader is an is a alien reptoid in disguise. That is what this thing is. This race proves Alex Jones correct. Correct. This is a reptoid. This is what we look like. This is what we act like. They are bipedal reptiles from another planet, or perhaps even another plane. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. They refuse to reveal the origins <laughs> to humanoids, even under duress. Disguised as a member of other races, the reptoids seek positions of power in order to secretly prepare for an invasion from their homeworld. This is their plan, people. It's basically an intergalactic invasion into this space through people. Even those who are aware of reptoids in their midst can never be truly sure who is real and who is an alien. Except for Alex Jones, we are sure he is a reptoid. I'm a human, and I'm coming. As these creatures are often adept at enchantment and psychic magic, which they use to cover the tracks of their deceptions and to ensure the complacency or even collusion of their soon-to-be thralls. Oh no, everybody... Don your tinfoil hat magic items that go on the head slot. Otherwise, they're going to get to you, too. You always say that you're a person of aesthetics, Caleb. In this one, they, they're going for the reptoid look where, like, they don't have a nose, like, at all. They just kind of have a flat, human-ish face, which is just kind of disturbing to me. I can't describe it, but it's definitely, like, an aesthetic that kind of bothers me on a small level. Definitely, and I think they should. It's like the whole they live thing where they're secretly among you and you look at them. They sort of kind of blend in in a way. Obviously, they have scales and stuff that so they go on to hide it all. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I think it's definitely hitting the source material completely. Why don't we get into their, their stats? Reptoids are both manipulative and strong, but they're deliberate in their movements. A plus two strength, a plus two charisma, and a minus two to dexterity. What a positive way to put justification for a negative trait. Ironically, despite their description, those stats are perfectly suited for a paladin. That's like the paladin dream stat line. I, I don't know anything except the, the kineticist when it comes to occult classes. So then the occult classes that use psychic magic with this stat spread help any of them? Of the occult classes, only the medium and the mesmerist use uh, charisma. It's hard to fit them as a caster because the decks are optimally, I should say. You can do whatever you want, but optimally it's hard to fit them in a caster class because the minus two to dexterity means less initiative, less AC, and worse ranged uh, touch attacks. Um, but having a plus two charisma, plus two strength, Obviously, Paladin's, like, the go-to for that. I'm thinking strength-based bards. Another class I don't think fits the Reptoid whatsoever. Um, strength-based, maybe Slayers and Rose can kind of use Charisma. This is a really strange stat line for, like, what they're supposed to be versus what it works well for. Well, I guess it fits well for the idea that they can be anybody. So if they want to be a fighter, then who cares? They're disguising themselves. They're just... They're, they're the role players of the role-playing world. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Reptoids are humanoids with both the reptilian and shape changer subtypes. Shape changer we're going to get to in a second because they have a trait that will kind of spell that out. But what about reptilian? Do they get anything from that? 
I know usually you don't get too much from subtypes. Nope, absolutely no bonuses. Just says that you are scaly and usually cold-blooded. Oh, well, that's one of their traits, so we'll get into that when we get there. They are medium creatures with a normal move speed. They begin play speaking common and reptoid, so they can mimic humans right out the gate. Reptoids with a high intelligence score can choose any language they want to learn, except for secret languages. If any there, if, if ever there was a race that could break that except for secret languages rule, you think this would be it? Well, I think the only one really is druidic and like flail snail. Flail snail? What's flail snail? There, there's it's snails with little like eye stalks, and they communicate with each other by flapping their eye stalks. Oh, that would be difficult. I guess if you put your hands above you and kind of open and close them to mimic it. I want to speak. That's it. My next character is going to be speaking flail snail. <laughs> Oh, boy. So what is, one of the most distinguishing abilities they have is called Change Shape. A reptoid can assume the appearance of a specific single medium humanoid. The reptoid always takes the specific form when it uses this ability. The reptoid gains a plus 10 racial bonus and disguise checks to appear as that type of humanoid. This ability otherwise functions as alter self, except the reptoid does not adjust its ability scores. A reptoid can select a new humanoid form by spending one week preparing itself for the change, but can then no longer assume its previous humanoid form. Well, that's incredibly interesting. I think that makes great potential for role-playing opportunities for a player using a reptoid, having to pose as new people if they're going to get found out, and then suddenly that old person just doesn't show up anymore. Mm. Or having an NPC or villain be one of these people that, you know, are always effectively the enemy, but the players might not know it because they're constantly changing. Yep. I agree. So there are certain things that only work when they are in their natural form, not taking the disguise of a humanoid. One of them is scales. As long as they are in their natural form, they get a plus one bonus to natural armor. They have cold-blooded. Reptoids receive a plus two racial saving throw bonus against mind-affecting effects and poisons. Mind-affecting effects are one of the best things to have a bonus against. What does this have to do with being cold-blooded? I don't know. I mean, okay, the poison makes sense, I think, because you're... Uh, I think your blood moves slower. I'm not a scientist. So I'm not going to claim to be. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I'm not a scientist. I don't know. Do you understand that? They have natural weapons. As long as they are in the reptoid form, they get a bite attack and two claw attacks that deal 1d3 points of damage each. Ooh, interesting. So it's a race that has plus two strength and can potentially start the game with three natural attacks from level one. That's dangerous. It's been a while since we've seen sort of the natural attack race, and uh, we've mentioned before them, like, uh, the cat folk and things, and they usually only get, like, a bite or a gore or the two claws. Rarely do they start off with, like, this combination. So that is, this might be a, a contender for your natural attack build. Yeah, if you go, like, barbarian with rage and then pick the gore attack, you could potentially have four natural attacks at level two, which is a terrifying prospect. They have mental potency. A reptoid's mental effects can affect more powerful creatures or a greater number of creatures than normal. Both the hit die limit and the total number of hit dice affected by each enchantment or illusion spell it casts increases by one. For enchantment and illusion spells it casts that target a number of creatures greater than one, the number of creatures affected also increases by one. So a spell that targets one creature per level would be affected, but a spell that targets only one creature would not be. This ability stacks with the Mesmerist's ability of the same name. We mentioned Mesmerist before. Looks like they're trying to fit that in a little bit. I like this a lot. I actually prefer this over like a special ability that lets you sort of influence men's minds. This is way cooler uh, because maybe not as powerful technically. You know, you're like, I wish I had a special ability. But for the sort of like the the lore in me and and just having sort of creatively, I think it's a smart way to do this. 
Yeah, I think we only mentioned one other time where, like, something was a really good representation of something, but fit really nicely within the mechanics. I want to say it was the Gripley's, like, always count as having a running start for jumping uh, to represent mm-hmm. a frog's ability to jump. I think this is a really clean mechanical way to represent, hey, they're good at, like, manipulating people and taking control of their minds. Damn, damn, crap! I'm sick of being social engineered! It's not funny! It's going to be helpful because I remember, like, in, in sort of my early career as a GM, my player took a sleep spell and then was kind of disappointed when, like, oh, it only affects, like, forehead dive of creatures? Well, I guess I'm never using this past level 5 and things like that. It'd be cool if, like, maybe, well, you know, you get an extra level of use out of this thing. Lastly, they have the least interesting trait of low light vision. Basically, if you're not human, you typically have low light vision. That's the Reptoid. Christian, what do you think? It's not something I'm super into. Like I said, just their aesthetic turns me off to the idea. Um... They have this weird trade-off where, like, they really want to be using their chain shape ability to, like, fit into what they're supposed to be. But they get all these really good bonuses for being in their natural form. Um, the role player in me, or the player in me doesn't want to do this race. The GM in me, though, would like to use this somehow to make a villain. I think this makes an excellent villain race. Something that is working behind the scenes, manipulating stuff and staying out of sight. But when they actually turn to the real form, they're actually a really big threat because of their natural attacks. Kind of fits maybe early in the campaign if they get found out, they have you know, transform and then they're like a threat. They're trying to survive after being caught. Um, I I am playing, I played and I'm soon playing as a Reptoid uh, again for one of my characters because I just wanted to have a medium lizard-like creature. I found a piece of art I really loved, wanted to be, it was my fantasy to be this sort of alligator-like character. And I talked to my GM and said, can I be this? I don't really, I'm not trying to subscribe to sort of the lore of a reptoid at all. I'm throwing that all out the window. I just want to be a medium creature that's a lizard. And this sort of lets me do that. And he said, sure. Um, he didn't even make any exceptions like, well, then you lose your change shape ability, which I would have been perfectly happy with. He let me keep it all, and it's worked out fine, even though I'm a caster of an arcanist. I haven't ever even looked at mental potency. I totally forgot that it existed because that wasn't really what I was going for. I wanted that low light vision, the scales, the cold blooded, the natural weapons, you know, that sort of thing. It's kind of worked out well. I'm glad I kept change shape. I was able to do a couple things with that. Um, but I completely changed the way they look, which I think maybe, maybe you don't want to hear this from me again. Maybe I've said it too many times. It's hard to remember. It's been a while, you know, we don't record these nine episodes in a row. Um, but I really never, ever want anyone to be limited by what the the book says when it comes to appearance and lore. I'm a big fan and proponent of skinning and, and changing things to what you want them to be. And so that's exactly what I did with this race. And, and you know, one, one day, Blizzard... Blizzard. <laughs> one day, Blizzard will nerf this and we'll be able to disenchant it for full dust value. River <laughs> one Crocolisk. Day, one day, Paizo will give us the lizard folk we want. There's like, there's the lizard folk as a word. It's a thing that I think we'll explain, I think, at the last episode of the series. Lizard folk, how that's a little strange thing to talk about because there's multiple instances of them. Uh, but one day we're going to get a medium lizard that's just a normal sort of lizard folk as like a cat folk, as a sort of thing. A kobold that's just bigger. That's all we want. One day we'll get it. But I don't think this is quite it, but I was able to sort of skin it to be that. And I think just something small like an alternate racial trait that just switches out chain shape and mental potency with other alligatory things would go a long way in serving that and i'm just mentioning about myself as the person who wants this the sort of where this is getting its theme from the reptoid the 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 lizard people that are controlling the world this i think they did a great job representing it definitely this definitely is your politician your bernie sanders um you know ripping his skin (laughs) off to reveal it was the reptoid all along and they own the government (laughs) 
That's your Reptoid Christian. Next is the Shab T. I'm very interested in talking about this one because I know nearly nothing about it except how super cool it looks. What'd you say? The Shab T. I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> well, if you want to learn about what it does mean, tune into our next episode, Christian. See, look, I'm a little bit of a little there. A little bit of a in there. Thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great RPG podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? Email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. This is Johan Martins. Thanks for listening. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Christian and I were just setting sail to celebrate Columbus Day. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Pathfinder Academy, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Trailblazers? Trailblazers is an actual play podcast where you can see many of the concepts addressed in this show come to life. Season 2 of Trailblazers has been great so far, and I especially like that you can get into it without any prior knowledge of Season 1. It's definitely a fun adventure, especially if you like mysteries and a dash of cyberpunk with your fantasy. If high fantasy is more your style, then consider giving Season 1 a listen. You can find Trailblazers on iTunes. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen as well, so go to our site tblazer.net for a complete list of the ways that you can listen. So go ahead, hoist those anchors, grab some dice, and join us. Alright, we're off the dock. Uh, Caleb, you got the sales? Sure. 50% off and buy one, get one free. We're gonna be set on dice for life. Ah, uh, Caleb, you're rowing back. Hey, Jacob, you want to play some D&D tonight? I can't. Uh, I have to go make love to my wife tonight. Oh, well, um, uh, next time I'll, uh... You know, I don't even know if I love her anymore. I don't really know her. Like, what am I going to do? Someone should tell Jacob that people change, and it takes effort to stay connected with someone. But in the meantime, the fellows at Tales from the Lich always stay connected through gaming and friendship. When you can't play, listen. TalesFromTheLich.com Hey, uh, happy Valentine's Day. I'm animated. I'm alive. My heart's big. It's got hot blood going through it fast.